So when I was uh, watching the the uh, lecture from from uh, Google, no, from excuse me, Microsoft, uh, and the guy put up an equation, my brain just went like, nope. <laughs> Yeah, nope. and like, the best thing was when he said like, "So that's easy, right?" And everybody, like, I'm like, "Nope, that's yeah, not easy." No, not dude. <laughs> like, what are you trying to say? Exactly. What is, what is this? Yeah. So the equation came, and and, and my brain just, I'm out. <laughs> it's like just fried. <laughs> I'm a head out. Yeah. Uh, but, but some of the comments were like, actually, it doesn't need to make sense. You don't need to completely, <clears throat> excuse me, rationalize it. In your brain yeah it's more just like understand how it works not why mm. you know yeah. what i mean yeah uh, so i guess that's the easy way to actually understand quantum computing and stuff like that is you don't need to know why mm. why it works but just how mm. it, because that applies to math as well and i that's why i never got in you know just failed all the time because i wanted to know why this makes sense yeah but uh, that was the wrong approach if you wanted to like do it well yeah and wanted to go fast through uh, the material yeah you just not need to know the equation and apply it you don't need to know why mm. it works and and uh, that's how i view this like if i yeah. if i would deep dive into it that, that would that would have to be my approach yeah, that's interesting. Interesting way to to dive into it. Yeah, B because yeah. I don't understand how it works because <clears throat> it's not in front of me. I cannot see it. No, that's the, right. The, yeah, the the sequences of ones and zeros. That's right. How it works exactly. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. It, it's only two numbers. Zero isn't even considered a number. Is it? Oh. It's like a series of think goes this way. Is zero is like. It's like a switch. Uh, if it's off, it's zero, and if it's uh, on, it's one. So. Yeah, and the and the yeah, and and when it comes to the binary code, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And the bits and stuff. Uh, yeah, it's another another interesting subject we can talk about. Yeah. Is zero a number? It's uh, coming coming Ooh. soon. <laughs> Second episode. Do, do zeros have rights? <laughs> Like one several. <laughs> yeah. It's like if somebody's number one, why is not someone number zero? Yes. Why is it zero from here? Man? That's terrible. That's not <laughs> inclusion. Sorry, let's, let's, we're, we're let's just... not go into that. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> we'll, we'll be we'll be banned way it's before we even <laughs> <laughs> we even launch our podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's complicated, guys. Uh, do not listen to us. <laughs> For uh, you know, to to understand this, but it is quite interesting. Yeah. How do you solve a problem, whatever the problem is, with a man-made computer? That because to me it seems like it has a mind of its own. Mm. It seems like it just you just type in the problem, and then it just goes like magic right mm. then uh, the machine just churns i don't know how, how do you solve a problem with something that we have made and we have not already put it in like mm. we, we haven't already uh, given it the answer 
Do you know what I mean? Not necessarily. What do you? So <clears throat> collaborate more now. This computer cannot do anything that it's not programmed to do. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So if you want the computer to solve this computer to solve a problem, it needs to already have the answer in it or the capability to actually, you know, know what to look for. So mm. the, uh, now I'm actually remembering that the 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 upside with com, uh, quantum computing is it's so much faster than classical uh, computing. Yeah. That because what what it's what it's doing at least that's my understanding. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Like how it solves the problem. I'm answering my own questions. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Uh, you you. you you try to put in a problem and it's just guessing all the time. Mm. The, the computer is guessing all the time. Is, is it zero one one zero zero one or is it one 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 yeah. one zero one? You know, you get what I mean? It's just guessing constantly yeah. until it finds the right answer. Am I right? Because quantum computers would be so much faster doing that. It would it's guessing. Yeah. So I think, so I think what you, what you're talking about is actually what's called knapsack problem. Okay. So uh, the knapsack problem. Yeah. So the so the knapsack problem. Uh, it it sounds very simple, and it even seems as you know as something simple to solve, right? But if you really think about it, the perfect solution, the most optimized perfect solution, it, it's very difficult to to go to you know to find, to compute, and the reason for that is like so. Let let's have a very simple idea of a knapsack problem. So imagine you're in a museum. And you're a thief, right? Uh, a very nice beginning of a story. Uh, kids, if you're uh, listening, please don't do that. What an analogy. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, well, and you have you have a knapsack or a backpack, call it a backpack problem, um, that, can, that can, you know, put in different items. And it can only carry 10 kilos, right? Like Dora's magic backpack. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and... You have to choose the most valuable items in the museum, but also to combine it at such that, you know, they're not obviously too heavy. So let's say it's a, it's a very valuable uh, chandelier or something, but it's way too heavy to actually put it in, in your you know backpack or knapsack. And so you have to try all the combinations of every single item to come up with the most optimized solution, right? To fit it in. To fit it in. And to have the the biggest value you can have yeah. <clears throat> within that ten kilos. Right. Okay. And so and so that's the that's the that's the thing that, that quantum sense. computers can can you know crack much fa- much faster than yeah. a classical computers, right? The best solution. That, exactly. Okay. Because they can arrive to that solution in a very fast time. Mm. Right? Because of all these properties they have. The, the superposition, you know, since, since you, you know, like we already uh, pointed out, if you lined up, you know, the qubits, they, they, the computing power grows exponentially, right? Yeah. Just go, go really fast. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's, uh, I think that, that was the, that was the one that uh, you were thinking about then, right? Yes. That, uh, was the one. that, that comes to mind again with uh, packing the m- most value yeah into the space that you're you're given would you would you think of some kind of a real world application to that like a real world world you know kind of 
knapsack problem? Like, what would that be? Have you ever thought of that, guys? I don't know. Uh, organizing structures. Yeah. Organizing. Yeah. But that, it's still, that seems way too simplistic. So one of the interesting things that where you could use the quantum uh, computational power yeah. would be agriculture. Yeah. Okay. Like, they can like, <laughs> calculate, you know, the most optimum, efficient way for the, like, maximum yields. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That because there is so many yeah. variables in agriculture, right? So you have an environment, you have a soil, you have seasons. There is way too many variable, and they're manpower. all manpower. Manpower, and they're all all interconnected. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they're all interconnected. So, <laughs> classical computing, no chance. Yeah. To to find the most optimized, you know, solution on how can we, like you pointed out, Warren, have the the biggest yield and yet minimize the, you know, um, uh, maybe the workforce or the time or damage to the environment, it would take thousands, tens of thousands of years mm -hmm. for, for classical computing to actually solve. Okay. Right? For, for the quantum computing, that could take, you know, minutes, maybe days. I don't know. I'm not... I'm not professional in, in when it comes to the the application to the agriculture how you know far or, or how fast the, the you know quantum computer would solve it but it shows you here that quantum that, that's that's technically a knapsack problem you know in the real world mm -hmm. the agriculture okay but uh, aren't there then a lot of dangers absolutely, oh, absolutely. because because the, couldn't you hack or uh you know yeah do a major security breach yeah on governments or uh, definitely something like that or banks even definitely if you have content computers i mean th there must be a huge risk definitely warren do you have anything to to say about yeah, that yeah for instance you know if you if you want to like use that just a normal classical computer to like decrypt something <laughs> it could take years thousands of years but if you use yeah. a quantum computer it could just like this, it could just do it in a matter of minutes, maybe. Mm -hmm. That's right. It reminds me of uh, Mission Impossible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like this sequence, uh, you know, oh, it's encrypted. Blur, it <laughs> <take> years. <laughs> yeah. So there is this uh, encryption called the uh, RSA 2048, uh, and it's the. I I don't know. Is is it the most strongest encryption? I think. Well, it it's a very sophisticated enc encryption for the classical computers, right? Because. Uh, it, it uses 2048 digit number, right? And now huge numbers are very hard to um, uh, factor. So you can factor the small number. So, so factoring, for example, you have number 15 and a prime factors of 15 would be five and three. <coughs> now that's simple, but if you have massive digits, factoring is huge. It's, it's really problematic to c come up you know, with, with all the possible you know, combinations to arrive to that number. 2,000 digits. 2,048 digits, yeah. yeah that, that, it doesn't sound like much when you just, like, when you just but say like that. But that's digits. But it, it, yeah. If you just read out, like, yeah. write, I mean, like just one, two, three, four, five, yeah. six, seven, eight, nine, yeah. and then just repeat it 2,048 times. Yeah, forty-eight times. Yeah, that's that's a lot. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a massive massive number, and so 
the, the thing is that um, it's estimated time that if you want to brute force it, so what brute force means, you know, try every possible combination to arrive to the number and see which combination can unlock it. Yeah. You know, it will take apparently quadrillion years to, to you know, to find every single combination wow. and arrive to the correct one. Right? Nice. So classic computers, computers not a chance yeah. for, for breaking that encryption, right? Mm-hmm. However, with quadril uh, with the with the uh, you know quantum computers, yeah. that would take I think it's what two hundred seconds, two hundred seconds, something like that. I think it's just 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 a few minutes. I mean, it's three minutes or something. Yeah, because like it calculates it different a different way. Yeah, it well it, it's it's crazy. But that's the thing, like you said, that that's, that poses a massive threat, right? Yeah. Because the any kind of encryption that we use now to safeguard our data, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, like, you know, bank bank accounts and 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 even more than that, you know, like the government's kind of secret data you know top secret data or just our social social media or our anything yeah emails anything anything like that the quantum computer would be able to decrypt that all yeah in a in a very fast time right so so there is this yeah sorry you were you're having so we would have to like come with something like encryption that exactly quantum computers couldn't like decrypt like fast and so there is actually a what's called the uh post quantum cryptography it's already you know developing the or or the developers are working on the uh, the mechanism the encryption mechanism that would be both very hard to decrypt with both quantum and, and classical computing so uh because it is poses a massive threat and so we have to come up with you know an encryption mechanism way before the the quantum uh, would would come to the mm-hmm. you know the, the use to decrypt the the data you know or some kind of algorithm would be devised to to decrypt all the data. It's funny that we're post quantum. Yeah, and we're not that far into quantum. Well, we are in quantum already. Yeah. Like I mean, but yeah, we're not that far into it. No, like uh, our our knowledge or or the the capabilities of yeah. that. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, how many quantum computers actually exist? This is the end of the third episode on quantum computing. We will continue with the subject uh, next week. It will be September 16th. It's going to be our fourth episode on quantum computers and quantum computing. I hope you really enjoyed this one. And uh, definitely, once again, uh, check our website, royalchumps.com. And uh, if you have any suggestions on how we can improve, send us email on royalchumps at gmail.com.